0: As much as it was my honor and privilege to hear the sister survivors, it is my honor and privilege to sentence you.
1: That's Judge sending this, the gymnast's uh, doctor scumbag to prison for the rest of his life. Um, we all got a great deal of enjoyment, including that judge out of beating up on this guy. And I'd like to actually physically beat up on the guy.
2: A lot of people would, yeah.
1: Uh, but I, I don't want that to be a release valve and feel like everything has been accomplished because they're. they're uh, what kind of system did they have going on at USA Gymnastics um, for Olympic teams and then at the, and, and Michigan State? What the hell is going on there?
2: Well, what kind of system is answered by Sally Jenkins in a fantastic piece in the Washington Post um, about the unholy structure of USA Gymnastics and how it uh, aided and abetted this unspeakable monster. Sally Jenkins joins us now. Washington Post sports columnist. Hey, Sally, how are you?
0: Hi, thanks for having me.
2: Hey, first of all, listen, as a person of conscience, a husband, a dad of daughters, et cetera, et cetera, well done. Your piece is fantastic. I hope it's reverberating in the halls of power everywhere.
0: I appreciate you saying that. You know, it's not often you get to influence an issue uh, like this in Washington and see...
2: The
1: headline today that the Olympic officials have given an ultimatum to USA Gymnastics, what's the latest on that?
0: ...team members resigned. Uh, Three members had already resigned... Uh, the president and CEO, who's really the most important character there, Steve Penny, uh, had resigned back in or not enough. I, there has to be an assessment of what happened here and an accounting, uh, an accountability for how uh, a doctor was allowed to sequester himself with minor children without any supervision. Uh, while USA Gymnastics, so
2: people can read your piece who haven't yet. But for folks who haven't, can you help us understand how the structure of USA Gymnastics made the entire gymnastics? Uh,
0: USA Gymnastics is that it's essentially the governing body for the the international uh, for the the national sport uh, in the United States. It governs competition to see who might become potential Olympians, uh, and it, co- it coordinates their coaching and their training and uh, and all of those things, just like any other a sports governing body. What appears to have happened here that's different is that uh, USA Gymnastics had athletes signing a bunch of releases and indemnifications and agreements uh, that subjected them to mandatory uh, physical treatment by a doctor approved, specifically approved by USA Gymnastics. And that doctor was Larry Nazar. So that if you were a girl in the care of USA Gymnastics and you didn't like his treatments or he made you uncomfortable, you really didn't have the power to say, "I want another doctor."
1: Why would they? Why would they do that? Do you have any idea? Uh,
0: Liability, and 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 also, you know, so in the one thing I will say in their defense is that USA Gymnastics, the coaching staffs uh, and the, um, the you know the training staffs needed the ability to assess injuries, of course. When you have a training camp and you've got a bunch of gymnasts flying around on narrow pieces of wood, there are going to be injuries. You have to see who's fit. You have to be able to assess whose who's body can hold up for the, you know, the really extreme uh, training and process for trying to win an Olympic gold medal or a world championship. Um, that, that makes all the sense in the world. What doesn't make any sense is that, Larry Nasser was allowed to treat girls in their rooms alone on their beds at night. It's one thing to say, you know, we need to double check uh, your medical status. It's quite another to say you have to get therapy and he's coming to your room tonight.
2: Right, and the therapy, as we know, involved unnecessary pelvic exams, penetration, et cetera, et cetera. little girls to young women, et cetera, and,
0: and ungloved. You know, uh, touching these kids ungloved. Uh, generally behaving in, in, I think, a variety of unprofessional ways that I think people agree uh, adults should have flagged and spotted and called attention to.
2: No chaperones or anything like that? No
0: chaperones, that sort of thing. And so, uh, you know, you just really... Now, there were other members of training staff around, but the, the $64 million question is, were complaints made and were they sat on? Did people express reservations about what they saw going on? and was USA Gymnastics non-responsive. It's, most of the, the kids, I've, I've only talked to one gymnast directly in the last week, Allie Raisman, who was captain of our Olympic team in the last two Olympics, gold medal winner. And according to, you know, if you talk to Allie Raisman, the person that she really directs most of her ire at is the USA Gymnastics front office, uh, headed by Steve Penny, the National Federation is the federation, the governing body, is, is are the people who would have been responsible for making sure they had decent medical advice for vetting this doctor, for vetting his credentials, for vetting his behavior, uh, and, you know, making sure that the conditions at these camps were... Uh, you know, safe and clean and healthy, as healthy as they could be in what is an essentially unhealthy endeavor, which is what gymnastics really is.
2: Sally Jenkins, a Washington Post sports columnist, is online. She's written a fantastic piece about USA Gymnastics, Larry Nasser and his victims. It seems so unlikely that any non-crazy adult
1: uh, if they got a whiff of this sort of thing going on, you know, they 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 would they would scream from the highest mountain. Oh my God, look what's happening! But you know, as we saw with Penn State, th- there are people who will think, you know, what I uh, this this is this is a great uh, this is a great gig we got going here with a powerful organization. I don't I don't want to. What do they do? They just convince themselves that something bad's not happening. What do you think happens
0: when you have executives making you know million dollar salaries, nine hundred thousand dollar a year salaries, and they're confronted with the question of liability? They go running for the hills sometimes, you know, I hear, not not me. Uh, the Indianapolis Star is the paper that blew the lid off of this story uh, back in 2016 when they documented that USA Gymnastics, a variety of coaches and figures in gymnastics, uh, without forwarding them, to continued working with kids, uh, even though USA Gymnastics was a, to me anyway, in my opinion, were written, To ensure that USA Gymnastics didn't have to do anything if it didn't want to, wasn't required to follow up on these complaints. You know, there are all kinds of technicalities. You had to, they would not act unless one provision, for example, was that USA Gymnastics would not even review a complaint unless it was submitted in writing by the victim and their parents, the alleged victim. Now, it's very difficult to get young girls to sit down and put things in writing. And I think most families would tell you they weren't even aware that that was the, the, the process for getting a, an abuse complaint reviewed. Mm. Other, other coaches would call USA. If you read the Indianapolis Star uh, stories, uh, other coaches would call USA Gymnastics and say, I've seen something in our gym. Uh, that's unsavory or that i don't like the look of or that looks like abuse to me and usa gymnastics wouldn't follow up because it it wasn't a a a victim complaint they would characterize it as hearsay
2: wow so you make the point in your piece that we desperately need congress who's who've chartered usa gymnastics we desperately need them to do an after action report like the military or like a you know, a criminal investigation, get right down to the bottom of this, clearly.
0: The United, the United States Olympic Committee and, and the sports governing bodies that exist under it are chartered by Congress. They really only have one overseer, and that's Congress. There's a lot that uh, can be done in civil court uh, with lawsuits. Uh, there may be something that can be done beyond Larry Nazareth with criminal charges. But there has to be an investigation for that to happen. There has to be a public airing of what went wrong here, and, it, and there has to be subpoena power. Uh, there has to be the ability to compel the people at USA Gymnastics to turn over their internal communications so that we understand, you know, did Steve Penny know something? Was he told something that he didn't act on? Was there an intentional cover-up? If so, was it a criminal cover-up, or is it merely negligence? Uh, and not merely negligence, but was it, you know, what, how, how best to characterize what happened at USA Gymnastics, and also to ask, you know, what was the USOC's role here? Do they bear any responsibility in overseeing how uh, we've got a situation here where we've had sex abuse scandals in USA Swimming, USA Gymnastics. Uh, Plenty of sports are having trouble with this. There's an epidemic of sexual abuse in our Olympic sports, and now the USOC, uh, you would think, bears some responsibility for addressing it and fixing it.
1: Well, that that's a that's a problem. I think the bigger problem might be this epidemic of bureaucracies who are willing to cover this up because the scumbag pervs have always existed. But 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 if we don't allow them to you know do what they do and hide it, um, you know they they won't get away with it the way they do. Looking at Michigan State, the Speaker of the House in Michigan says it's the biggest one of the biggest scandals in their state's history. The same freaking uh, pervo was doing the doing his thing there, and the bureaucracy apparently uh, kept it hidden.
0: Well, you know, look, so the hearings that we've had so far, I mean, Senator Dianne Feinstein has done a great job of, of producing a bill that uh, makes it a law now to, or uh, if, if it passes, it's already passed the Senate. Uh, this bill would make it illegal. Uh, it would mandate that sports governing bodies in this country have to report allegations of abuse to the police. But, you know, should we really need a law? No. I mean, <laughs> why isn't that everyone's first... I mean, it'll be great to have a law since apparently nobody's doing it, but, you know, it, it should be a, the first instinct of people who are in charge of other people's children. God,
2: That's yeah, amazing. you would certainly hope so. Sally, are you familiar with the Iron Law of bureaucracy?
0: Well, I'm not, but...
2: It, well, it states in brief that every bureaucracy starts with a purpose, and slowly but surely, the people in it uh, change over to people whose purpose is to protect the bureaucracy. Well, it's, it's It's inevitable. Point.
0: I think that makes perfect sense, and I, and I think if you look at the bylaws of USA Gymnastics and you look at uh, what would have been required of a family or a child to, to, uh, to try to report uh, sexual abuse, uh, what you see is a, a lot of uh, mays. Uh, the organization may do this and may do that. There's no musts and shalls. Mm. It's always optional. You know, as someone pointed out to me, this language is very carefully written by lawyers, uh, to, it appears, ensure that USA Gymnastics didn't have to do much of anything and had an excuse for it in their bylaws.
2: Sally Jenkins of the Washington Post is online. Sally, hey, thanks a million, uh, first of all, for your time today. We know how busy you are. But secondly, for writing the piece. And keep fighting the good fight. We're with you.
0: My pleasure.
2: All
1: right. Molesting little girls. But we, we all just need to recognize the way bureaucracies are, mm-hmm. they will do anything. What do in the VA or molesting children or wasting your money. That's just what bureaucracies do. They right. just protect themselves and, and just try to
2: keep on going. No, Apparently, no matter what. And you know what's interesting about those examples you gave is that that's a wide range of amoral behavior. And they all... ...are for the same purpose, to or protect a, the bureaucracy. Or, or
1: you're a bank that's stealing from all the customers. Sure. Yeah. Like Wells Fargo did. I mean, just uh, bureaucracies, they just eventually are apparently willing to... I mean, if you're molesting little girls, it doesn't get much worse than that. Um, you're willing to cover up anything to keep your, your bureaucracy bureaucracy alive. Right. Yeah. It's amazing.
2: Just, just if there's nothing else you take from the show, make it that. Yeah. It's inevitable. It is the iron law of bureaucracies. Incredible.
1: And I'm wondering, there's got to be a lot more than the. Was it 160 girls that signed on to there? Something like that, yeah. He was the doctor for a lot of people whose names aren't on there. And you all they all get injured at some point. Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, yeah, and it reminds me of Hollywood in that, you know, there's an impossible dream that's out there, and way more people pursuing it than possibly can have a share of it. And so they submit to whatever they need to submit to to keep going further toward their goal. And if you get a monster like Nasser and others, in a bureaucracy that's prone to protecting itself, you have the potential for just unspeakable horrors. Really amazing. that's what we
1: got. Uh, Clips of the week on the way. Our text line, if you want to comment on this, 415-295-KFTC. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. This
2: is Armstrong and Getty. The Voice of the West.
1: nominated artist. Now, this is the Jay-Z song for Song of the Year. Oh, cool. Well, ain't Jay-Z is singing. I like the sound of it, it is. And he, he comes in later. This is him. This is when Beyonce-Z gets a hold of him. Ah! Wow. He makes this noise. Wow. I
0: apologize. Off the woman
1: eyes. Took for my child to be born. See through a woman's eyes. Took for these natural twins. to
2: believe in miracles. Took me too long for this song. I don't deserve you. Rash, I, I'm glad my wife and I don't and have a relationship
1: where we put out albums about each other's problems. Hours, mm. <laughs> then she, she puts Please out an album about song. what's wrong with Pick me, and the then the I put out an album. I'm sorry I didn't don't take don't do out pass, the trash. I'll try to, try to do better. On the yeah, other hand, you know, take a look in a mirror. That was your 21st
2: birthday. You know, on a on a not as light note, we were chatting during the commercials about the interview with Sally Jenkins, USA Gymnastics, Larry Nasser, and the rest of it, and Jackie pointed out something that Sally does in the piece, too very well that if you raised questions, if you made complaints, you're out. You had to toe the line, accept everything that they asked of you and told you to do. If you weren't a team player and a company girl, you're out. So complaining about Larry Nasser, they were terrified.
1: Yeah, my my wife is very um, paranoid would be too much, but she's very, uh, has her eye out for this sort of stuff, because she worked with a lot of abused kids and who had been in all kinds of situations. So mm-hmm. she has her eye out. She brings this, this the possibility of this up when I would never even think of it. But, like, there's no way we would ever be able to... Sh- I wouldn't do it anyway, especially knowing this. Ship my kid off to some camp where they're going to be under the care of someone else out on, a, out on a piece of land away from everything in Texas, and now you're you're in the world of this gymnastics, mm-hmm. and they're just supposed to shut up and do what they're told. I don't want my kid to be
3: in anything like that hmm. it's well, just who knows what's going on there. What about the context of they get selected early I your your kid is something special right. this he is on a different track. This is something that hey, and these are the camps that if you want to get to the Olympic level oh, the, no no like that's. That's that's a very alluring thing. Oh I would sure, imagine. I've never had the position I've
1: never been in the position I, I doubt that I will but where I have one of my kids say dad I'm really really good at this they want me to be part of the best blank. Right. And I this was is protected where
2: by my lack of talent.
1: Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> i not subjected to these sorts of things because yeah. no, nobody wanted me to do anything. Yeah, but uh, it's weird. I heard one of the gymnasts talking about you go in there, they close the gate, and you're on this compound out in the middle of nowhere in, in Texas. It becomes very clear to you very quickly. You don't ask any questions. You just do what you're told. And if you want to move up to the next level, you just you just go along. And and you wouldn't you just wouldn't dream of saying, well, this seems
2: weird or that seems weird because the people who do. Get booted. You, they just disappear. And the girls see that. Yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah, unbelievable. And,
1: and the other part of it, with the Olympics coming up here in just a little bit, the, the women's gymnastics team had become the shiny object, I mean, the, the ornament on the tree of everything that is great about USA sports right. over the years. Aren't these little princesses just amazing with their big smiles and everything like that? And to think that this unbelievable, sordid, practically tortured chamber is what these girls were coming out of is
2: amazing. And virtually every coach and administrator and who, expert and whomever else was tied to them was in on the conspiracy. Not, not they didn't know they were in on the conspiracy necessarily, but they were part of the structure that permitted it. Sure. and And quashed any attempt to stop it. we got to get to Clips of the Week eventually. Oh, we will. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, Trump's
4: winging his way back from Davos, launching another Twitter barrage. So he gets on the plane and starts tweeting? Yep. And Jimmy Kimmel's State of the Union night surprise. Wait till you hear this one. Coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. So we will jam in Clips of the Week. You know what
1: that means? We don't have to hardly do anything during the petering out. Woo-hoo! The best kind of petering out. I'll just sit here.
2: Can I have a slack jaw and a blank look in my
1: eye? So I live my life. You see, I'm wearing my hat again today. 100%. That's right. 100%. You know what we expect? Look at that. (laughs) (laughs) You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. New York Times just across the wire. This would be big, but I don't know. Fake news. Uh Hillary Clinton <laughs> protected a Pervo during the 2008 election who was a uh, perv on some people in her uh, her campaign really Her campaign manager said we got to fire this Pervo but Hillary sent the Pervo to mental counseling then just moved the Pervo to a different office so he could perv on different people really Instead of fire in the person And this is from the New York Times The New York Times yeah it was actually her faith advisor who would send Hillary Bible verses every morning what the hell? You need somebody who picks out Bible verses to send you every month? The Bible! And then you put up with him perving on people? With perving on some of your staff members? And wow. your own campaign manager says you gotta fire this dude. Nope. Got him some mental counseling. Because that's, see, that's what you need. Right. Oh, I didn't know I wasn't supposed to do that. I really ought to stop. And you move him to another office. oh That is not a good story for the Clinton
2: campaign. Well, yeah, and Hillary specifically, because she made the call. She's a sad old lady who lives alone in upstate New York. I don't. What are we going to do with this? How
1: many wooden stakes you need to drive through the heart of this woman? I think she's done. She's not coming back, or the whole Clinton thing ain't coming back. Post hashtag me too. That whole thing is done. Chelsea, twenty twenty four. Boy, she'd have a lot of questions to answer. Uh, here's the news with Marsha Phillips. Now,
4: President Trump is now winging his way back from Davos, firing off tweets. Trump, minutes ago, sent out the tweet, heading back from a very exciting two days in Switzerland.
2: If Judy and I have another son, I'm going to name him Davos Bilderberg Getty. <laughs>
4: <laughs> the tweet going on to say, Speech on America's economic revival was very well received. Many of the people I met will be investing in the USA. Hooray! That was followed by another tweet. DACA has been made increasingly difficult by the fact that crying Chuck Schumer took such a beating over the shutdown <laughs> that he's unable to act on immigration. <laughs> crying
1: Chuck Schumer yes. took such
3: a beating. Yes, <laughs> that's great. Not crying.
4: C-R-Y-I-N apostrophe. <laughs> crying. You gotta spell it crying. right. He is like a little baby. Uh, Trump tweeting his way on home. Meanwhile, ABC's Jimmy Kimmel has announced he is bringing adult film star Stormy Daniels on his show next Tuesday on the night of President Trump's State of the Union speech. (laughs) What is she going to do? I'd have her give a response. That'd be pretty (laughs) funny. (laughs) <laughs> uh, Kimmel announced the booking via Twitter. He said he's got many, many questions for her. All right, and this this has been confirmed now by ABC. The uh, engineer on that Amtrak train that was going from Portland to Seattle and derailed in Washington last month revealed oh, right. is, yeah. re- is revealing what happened on, on its maiden run. Right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. National Transportation Safety Board reporting the engineer says he lost track of where he was. It says he. He told him he missed seeing the mile marker and the speed limit signs that would have alerted him that he should begin braking in advance of the curve near Olympia.
3: He was checking Tinder. That's my guess. Nice system where if the guy
2: glances down, he just doesn't see the speed limit sign or the mile marker, and then many people will die.
1: Yeah, you probably shouldn't glance down if you're driving a train. Yeah, and this was on the inaugural run.
4: I mean, that's what's so weird. Yeah, you
1: would think it's not like the... 750th time you've done it over a couple of years and right. you're kind of bored with the whole thing and you right. weren't paying attention.
4: No, the first time through. Yep. How about you uh, look straight ahead. My friends, I've got some uh, some uh, bad news for those of you who are trying to quit smoking by just cutting down. New research says smoking even one cigarette a day can hurt you. The study published this week in the medical journal BMJ says cutting back on smoking is not nearly as good as quitting. The study is suggesting one cig a day Still carries half the risk of developing heart disease that comes with smoking a pack a day.
1: Really? Wow! Now that's, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. Wow! I was about to discredit this and say, "Well, come on, don't be beating up on people for trying." But right, it's better than a pack a day. When one, it is one cigarette does as much damage, half yeah. the damage of as a pack. Yes. Yeah. Boy, it, that is going to discourage people, though. If I'm a pack-a-day smoker and I'm having trouble quitting, I'm just going to think, you know, I might as well smoke my pack a day.
2: Nah, uh, no, 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 no. Because uh, tell me this. I've never tried to quit smoking right. cigarettes. But once you're down to one, you're closer to quitting than when you're smoking a pack. Uh, are right? you? Well, yeah, I didn't find that to be true. No? Because okay.
4: I, you know, because it's been seven years, eight years now since I finally quit smoking. But I would try going down to one cigarette a day. And it was so easy to fall off yeah, the way. I don't know about mm. smoking, Little, but I, I
1: certainly know yeah. for drinking, going down to one drink a day wouldn't be wouldn't make me closer to not drinking. Right. <laughs> right. At,
4: at all. Extra uh, stress, or if you go to a party, I mean, there were just so many other triggers that would, bam, you're back up to a pack a day.
1: I'm one of the few people in America who ever tr- really worked hard to try to start smoking. Mm. And it just never caught on with me. Wow. This is long before your time, Sean, but... I, I bought cigarettes regularly, and I would smoke several every day on the way home from work. I tried to catch, get it to catch on. If That's an
3: odd p- decision. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted the, to, I wanted to yeah. lower my voice. <laughs> oh, That's right. Right. But you wanted
2: that? Well. We, we've, been hearing, <laughs> yeah. we've been hearing since our first day on the yep. uh, the air. You guys sound so similar. Uh, I have a hard time right. telling you apart. So it was decided Jack should start smoking. I'm and Jack. I just, <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: What do, I, do you I, think, you Joe? You know, well, that, I don't
4: know, Jack. That is such a flashback. You know, I got into radio when I was 16, and one of the things I did was i started smoking <clears throat> so my voice would get lower and it did get lower yeah and i uh, god by the time jeez by the time i was 17 i was up to a pack and a half a day oof yeah and and
1: and like a lot of things, some people are are more genetically predisposed to, to for it to 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 hook with them. Right. I smoked fairly regularly and and never have had a desire for a cigarette in my life. Well, on drinking,
2: drinking completely different well, story. Yeah. And when, when I was briefly a music DJ, I started drinking so I could handle the shame.
1: of it. <laughs> it's like when I hear people say, "I take a drink and I just I don't like the way it makes me feel. It makes me feel lightheaded." Shut
4: What up. is wrong with you? <laughs> it's <laughs> glorious.
2: It's wonderful. Only yeah. thing worth living for. <laughs>
4: All right, that's a wrap. <laughs> that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm Struggling Show, the voice of the West.
2: Yeah, that was the period where I, I told my parents I was a male prostitute, so I wouldn't have to admit I was a DJ. <laughs> oh. Oh, oh. Yeah, and I sell crack to school kids in my spare time. Secretly, you're going to the radio station. Right. Yeah. Being a <laughs> DJ, tiptoeing in. Got Clips of the Week coming up in a moment or two. We put it off for that fabulous interview with Sally Jenkins, but we need to squeeze it in. Uh, final thoughts as well. Yeah, and uh, the NBA All-Star
1: Game, they tried to change it up so anybody might be interested in it. (laughs) They're twisting it. It's kind of interesting. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. This
0: is Armstrong and
2: Getty. The Voice of the West.
0: The Armstrong and Getty Show.
2: Nothing to break me down. Yeah. Love this tune. I'm the man. Come on. Who's the man?
1: Oh, it's the petering out of the Armstrong and Getty Show. I don't think we've ever done this
2: before. We've gone this late before we played Clips of the Week. Yeah, yeah. It's a fun look back at the entire week that was. It's Cal Clips of the Week.
4: It all really stems from the president, whose inability to clinch a deal has created the Trump shutdown. OMB is preparing for what we're calling the Schumer shutdown. Since the government shut down, do we still have to pay taxes for the whole year? 911,
0: what is your emergency?
4: Um, I was assaulted by my neighbor, and I just, it's not a life of okay. death thing, but I'd
0: like to have a police car come by. But I have no regrets about that question. Nor am I in the market for a lesson from Jane Fonda on what is and is not appropriate. I felt like I lost a family member. I'm hoping we get closure tonight and
4: we can move on to the next cause, but we're here supporting Taco Bell tonight and that's what's important.
0: I'm hurt. My feelings are hurt. I gotta go all the way to Perry Hill to get some Taco Bell. Hurts my feelings.
2: And like most Bacardi announcements, it was shouted at 5 a.m. in
0: the backseat of an Uber. But my question is, when is it okay to say? that what we are witnessing before our eyes are the rudimentary beginnings of the destruction of a democracy.
2: Justice
1: requires weighing things. That's why Lady Justice is holding a scale and not a sawed-off shotgun.
2: You know what occurs to me? Positive Sean, Anton we got to figure out a way that Jack doesn't have to have to happen to have caught the most outrageous insane thing Mika Brzezinski says surely there's a website there's a pipeline there's a twitter account something cuz we can't miss that it's pretty amazing isn't she it she says stuff that just i can't even believe it came out of somebody's mouth on media so over the top yeah was that Rand Paul the 911 call yeah yeah really yeah My my undersized French neighbor just caved in my ribs. (laughs)
1: That's a hell of an injury to uh, be that uh, nonchalant
2: about. Probably still had a lot of adrenaline going. Adrenaline's an amazing painkiller. Then when it goes away, oof.
1: Yeah. So I'm reading over this Hillary story that just broke in the last hour. I don't know how big a deal this is going to be for a couple of reasons. Um <clears throat> Could be a huge deal because it fits in with a whole hashtag Me Too thing. I mean, it's right there in the wheelhouse of the whole Me Too movement. Right. But it is. An uh, uncomfortable uh, reality, perhaps for some. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Plus, she's she has no power. No. The Clinton thing is done. It is buried and dead for, well, for a lot of reasons. But, mm-hmm. Uh, But so she made the call. To keep on her campaign. So she's got this 30-year-old woman working for her who says, Hey, your faith advisor, old dude, keeps perving on me, rubbing my shoulders, kissing my head, sending me lewd emails. Mm. And Hillary keeps him around Mm. and then sends him to another department rather than firing him, even though her campaign manager said, we got to fire this guy. He's perving on some of the, the, the women who work around here. And Hillary said, No. Wow. Wow interesting which is i mean that's the definition of the hashtag me too movement isn't it sure yeah yeah ignoring this sort of thing
2: that's incredible where the list of names involved in uh you know we were talking usa gymnastics and i think that will come out but who are harvey weinstein's assistants who lined up women for him to rape knowing what was going to happen or that it, he'd at least yeah. um take a shot at it i don't know i mean like you see you made the point as we were talking to sally jenkins of the washington post terrific interview sorry you missed it if you did um you can't identify the one monster and have all the steam of your righteous indignation vented on that monster, and then the the engine of justice stops running i mean you, th- there's more to be done, oh absolutely you know i'm not i'm not looking for a witch hunter or anything like that, but justice for god's sake
1: well well yeah those purvos have always existed and always will exist. We can't create worlds where they're safe to operate correct that's that's what we that's that's the only thing we can control mm hmm We can't control the existence of these people. Right. We can't make it easy as hell. He had the best
2: gig for a child molester that has probably ever existed. It was the stuff of fantasy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For years, as enforced by a powerful, powerful organization. Pretty amazing. Yeah, it was. We got this text after we played
1: some Jay-Z music. He's the most nominated person for this Sunday's Grammys. F-J-Z. He's a sack of blank. Or, yeah, stop the Jay-Z, he sucks. Mm. So, we did get those comments from people who... Uh, we're the kind of people who respond to things like that.
2: You know, sometimes I think different people like different kinds of music.
1: Well, yeah, but there, there's that. And then there's this sort of person that's going to respond to anything like the way they did.
2: Yeah. yeah. Just, it's hard to imagine in my busy, is. busy day that I would take a <laughs> moment to contact a radio TV show, or perhaps a website, and say... That one song you played for 19 seconds, I hated it. <laughs> yeah, he knows
3: we it's just bumper, we don't play the full song, right? Like it'll uh, go away soon. It'll be over soon.
1: So, you look at that number up there, they got it, CBS has the Grammys, so they got this uh, stat up there. From 2013 to 2018, Grammy nominees, 91% male and 9% female. So, about half. That's incredible. That's crazy. I'm not saying it has to be 50 50 but 90 to 91 to 9 what is that
2: I don't like chick music much either There's so I a get hell it, but... of a lot of female pop music that is disposable and has a lot to do with them dancing around and showing their boobies and bottoms yeah but, no, but not 90 to
1: 10 <laughs> most of the most of the nominees wouldn't be the pop categories you're talking about how about right. all that classical music you know urban folk. Irish or whatever. Sure. I mean, there's a lot of categories out there. Well,
2: I'd listen to urban Irish folk.
1: And it's almost all dudes. <laughs> it's freaking sausage factory, the Grammys. Wow. What's up?
4: Hey, guys going to do your uh, your final thoughts now? Yeah.
1: Hmm? Give uh, one last little amusing one-line quip?
4: Hmm?
2: Yeah? Hmm? Maybe even a valuable life lesson discerned from the news stories of the day? Yeah? Yeah? Okay, you guys go ahead and do that now. Here's your host, Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought from everybody, huh? What? How about uh, Michelangelo? Lead us off, son, would you? All right. Today, Marshall's uh,
4: sold himself out to KFC with two KFC stories. So on Monday, he's going to report that Subway has a new bread that's also a baby monitor. <laughs> and on Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, Wendy's has a beef patty that you can unlock your car with. Hey, fantastic. <laughs> Beautiful.
2: Shame on you, Marshall. Uh, it's a
3: patty <laughs> and a key fob. Uh, positive, uh, Sean. Final thought. I never amaze... Cease to amaze myself with how uh, how bad I can be at certain things. My tale begins on Wednesday night when I was making uh, I was beginning the preparations to make a frozen burrito for dinner. I was on the phone. I got it prepped, put it in there. Didn't want to start it. I didn't rediscover that uncooked frozen burrito until this morning, somewhere oh. between 24 and 36 <laughs> hours later. Huh. I don't know if there's any helping me.
1: Did you just not eat, or did
4: you forget I you I hungry? I think I ate something
3: else. I probably just made a bowl of cereal or something. Marshall mm. Phillips, final thought. Well, i got to tell you,
4: I'm going to try again. I have a blind date set up for Saturday. I'm going to be meeting in a public place, perhaps a KFC. The whole huh. deal set up by a female friend of mine who's really excited about me meeting her friend.
1: Excellent. You don't want to have your... Here's my final thought. Don't have your first date at KFC.
2: (laughs) That's just... I don't know what to say about that. My final thought is why not? (laughs) The chicken's good. Yeah, it is. You know, I'm
1: I'm a simple beast. All this talk about KFC, it's pretty much 100%, like my hat, 100% that I eat at KFC today.
2: Hey, Marsh, pro tip here. Tell her, if she wants to order a second biscuit, go ahead. It's on me.
1: High rolling. You're going to finish that gravy? Ask her if she's going to finish what she's eating. Always a good move.
2: Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people to thank so little time. Go to armstrongandgettyradio.com. We'd love to hear from you. If you see something over the weekend we ought to be talking about, send
1: it along. Are you going to finish that gravy? See you Monday. God bless
2: America.
0: Well, kids, that's all the time we have for today. I'd like to thank Sideshow Mel, Corporal Punishment, Tina Ballerina, oh, and from not planning, Miss Donna Mills. Oh, she was a sport. We've had lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of fun, but now the time has come to go. If this still cop was found dead in his bed tomorrow, I'd be in heaven still doing this show.
1: I kicked Stedman in the sack.
2: Armstrong and Getty, the voice of the West.